This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. We're pumped to partner with these guys as always. And uh, let me tell you why. Promises is a family of mental health and addiction treatment centers. They're based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, they're ready to help you or your loved ones stay committed and achieve your promise of recovery. So we know there's a lot of treatment centers you can choose from. There's a lot of things you can do out there. How do you know who to trust? How do you know who you can reach out to for help? Um, that's where Promises comes in. And uh, I have personally worked with some of the team at Promises. I know them personally. They're great people. They have family. They have friends in recovery themselves. Uh, they also have highly trained staff members throughout a variety of treatment centers. To learn more about Promises treatment options near you, here's what you can do. You can go to promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash sober guy, or you can call 888-205-1890. That's 888-205-1890. Tell them you heard about them from That Sober Guy podcast. Check them out, promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash sober guy. One more time, the phone number, 888-205-1890. What's up to the team at Promises? Much love. Thank you for partnering with us. And we're very excited and happy to have a partner uh, that we can uh, trust and refer the great people to. So thank you again. Uh, now, also, let me tell you about Clean Cause. Clean Cause is an organic sparkling herba mate energy drink rich in minerals, amino acids, and naturally occurring caffeine. There's 30, 30 calories per serving. You got four flavors. You got peach, raspberry, lemon, lime, and blackberry. I think my favorite is probably the raspberry, but they're all good. They taste great. Here's the best part. 50% of all clean cause drink profits support recovery from alcohol and drug addiction. You can get 20% off your first order by going to cleancause.com and entering the promo code SOBERGUY. Uh, they'll send you a case a month if that's what you want. You can up it. You can get more than that if you need more than that. Uh, but regardless, your first order, you'll get 20% off if you use that promo code. One more time, that's cleancause.com. Enter the promo code SOBERGUY. All right, this is the 300th episode, and we got my homie Chris Bevelka back on the show again. Uh, I think he was on in episode 250, and uh, we're going to get to him in just a minute. Let's hear this intro once again because it got to get pumped up on a little bit of tunes here. Here we go. That's Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. All right, I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. Always coming into some humans music. You know, we got to love those guys. And Chris is actually from Canada, too, so is humans. If you haven't heard humans music, be sure to check those guys out. Good, good homies of the show and also producing some great tracks out there. Uh, you can check us out at thatsoberguy.com. You can connect with us on Instagram, at realthatsoberguy, and on Twitter, at Shane Raymer. I'm still a fool for Twitter. Don't really understand still how to use it, sending out tweets. I guess it's not that difficult. But Instagram, probably the better spot uh, to holler at your boy if you want to do that. Uh, now, today's guest, I mentioned Chris Bevuka. Bev Wakwa, I, I know I totally slaughtered that again, Chris, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But let me let me tell uh, the listeners out there a little bit about you in case they missed episode 250. Uh, Chris is a former addiction counselor turned nutritionist, uh, and uh, he helps people create a positive, sober habits focused around diet, fitness, anxiety, uh, stress. Uh, and of course, a positive mindset, just an all around solid dude, really out there uh, doing work and helping other people in recovery and helping them live fruitful, uh, meaningful lives. So uh, Chris, it's really good to have you on the show, man. Sorry for slaughtering your last name again. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries, Shane, all good. It's Bavakwa. Bavakwa, but, uh, damn it. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, I knew I knew I totally messed it up. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Man, thank you 
for having me back. Always good to be on the show. I don't know if it's the, the emotional nudity is new. I think I missed that the first time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It's <laughs> like that. funny, man. Yeah. Um, I actually heard that from another radio show, so I can't take credit for that. And you know how sometimes you uh, you hear things and you go, oh, that's good. And then you kind of make it your own. Well, I was able yeah. to do that, so I wouldn't necessarily say I stole it. I just borrowed it. But it's a good one, right? I mean, we repurposed it. Man, in recovery, in life in general, man, if we're not getting uh, nude in the emotions, I guess, to say. Uh, man, yeah, that's that's what we got to do. We got to dig deep. So, Yeah, um, yeah. And actually, just one more question. You were yeah. talking about your sponsor there. Did you say that was a kombucha drink that, that so, you had there? Yeah, the clean cause, man. Uh, so you can find these at uh, at grocery stores. At, uh, they're all over the place. The, the, okay. uh, they're out of uh, Austin, Texas, I think. And it's okay. a herba, I make sure I pronounce that right, herba mate energy drink. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's natural caffeine. Man, they're really good. They sent us a bunch of cases of them, man, like lemon, lime, and raspberry. Ooh. Good stuff. And I, I think, like I said, man, I, I love to support – uh, any organization that's going to give profits back to helping Absolutely. people get into treatment or, or I think it's when they come out of treatment, they help get them into a sober living home and help them find a job and all that good stuff. So it's a good cause for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm always on the lookout for a new tasty beverage. So Oh yeah. Good stuff, that. man. Yeah. Try, try the clean cause. They're, they're dang good. So what's up with you, man? It's really good to have you back. Um, you know, I love doing these, these kinds of, uh, episodes with homies who I've already had a chance to get to know a little bit and chat because I don't feel like there's, um, it just feels a little bit more free and not, we have great guests on the show, but you know how it is. It's always different when yeah. you kind of know the person and you can kind of, um, kind of talk about past stuff or whatever. What's up with you? I know you've made some changes. 2019, you said was pretty crazy. Uh, give us kind of a, a recap yeah. man of last year and yeah. where you're at right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was on the show, I think sometime in 2018, so it's been a while since, uh, since we've chatted and, uh, yeah, 2019 was a crazy year. I, um, you know, I left full-time work to do what I'm doing now, uh, full-time, uh, staying at home with my son and uh, with my wife, you know, with her art career taken off. So she went to be the one to take, to bring home the bacon. And um, so lots of changes and, uh, but it was all positive, you know, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say that the entrepreneurial world doesn't, you know, give you crazy highs and lows or anything yeah. like that. There's, you know, days where you're dancing around, uh, cheering and, and, and clapping and other days where you're thinking about, you know, jumping out the window, but uh, that's just part and parcel of of life and transformation in general, right? The the hard things take take time, and so slow and steady. And I just try to keep that perspective. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's been great. It's been interesting. Like uh, holistic sobriety was when I first came on. That's been switched to a more nutrition based uh, uh, work now with good and healthy. But uh, the message is still the same: is that you can heal yourself with uh, food and, and fitness and stress management and in recovery and sobriety. And that's what I'm here to help people to do. Yeah, that's good, bro. That that food, that food addiction, that sugar, all that stuff. We talked a little bit about that on the last mm. last time you're on, I think, too. Um, yeah. But we, you know, I find in in my own um, now that you know, thankfully, I don't drink bottles of vodka and and do other substances in in that mm. uh, same thing. I can still use food as a tool to cope emotionally, stress. Um, mm -hmm. anger, any of that stuff. There's the ongoing joke on the show of cherry pies for me, like hostess <laughs> cherry pies. And that's like a, that's one of the tools that I still use. So, I mean, I, you probably see that a lot and, and let me not jump to conclusions and assume what you do see or you don't see. Why don't maybe, I mean, what are you seeing out there? How, like, what's a good example of somebody that you might work with or see or, or deal with, um, mm -hmm. who's going through recovery, who's trying to get some of these things in order? 
Yeah, I think really one of the biggest things, and this is just becoming clear and clear over the last couple months where I'm just really talking to people on Twitter and on Instagram and just trying to see like, what issues are you dealing with the most? And without a doubt, like mental health is number one all the time. It's either a combination of anxiety and depression and stress, fear, all that kind of stuff. But the biggest disconnect that I see happening is that people don't make the connection between uh, mental health and physical health. So that's really the biggest thing that I try to talk to people about all the time because, you know, I don't know if you've heard about the gut brain connection and how important bit. that is just for life in general, but it's an issue in sobriety, you know, in recovery, just it's, it's huge. And if I could tell anybody just one thing, it would really be, it would be this is that your physical health is your mental health. And in order to deal with a lot of these issues that you're feeling, um, you got to work on healing your body in particular healing your brain and there's so much that you can do with food and with other lifestyle practices that um, You know, it's a shame more people don't do it But that's what I'm here to, to preach and, and to, to pump out all the time is yeah. that you know in order to maintain a good mental health You got to be taking care of your body as well So can you can you dive a little bit deeper and because I, I would love to learn a, a little bit more about it And I'm sure people out there listening would, would like to do the same that gut brain connection What is that maybe mm -hmm. maybe break it down? and, and uh, explain it a little bit if you would. Sure. I mean, simply the gut brain is, um, you know, we talk about the gut as the second brain, you know, that whole, you, you know, that intuitive feeling that we all have in our gut and that feeling that we get in our gut. Well, that's because yeah. your gut is like a second brain. <laughs> it's, uh, it's telling you things. It's, it's responsible for a lot of your emotions. And so, you know, um, we look at the fact that neurotransmitters, which, you know, things like dopamine and serotonin and GABA, they get talked a lot about in recovery and sobriety, those feel good chemicals that your brain, you know, has had dysregulated for so long due to drug and alcohol abuse, right? Yeah. Um, is causing a lot of this emotional distress. And if we are using food in the proper way, we can heal a lot of these issues in the gut. So for instance, like 90% of your serotonin is created in your gut. A lot of the food, other foods that you eat create uh, dopamine and GABA exercise increases dopamine, GABA and serotonin. So all these sort of things are essential to getting your brain health back on track. And so people think that they need to do mental things like meditate or to do affirmations or things like that. All those things are great. And I promote them highly, but in order to really do that real healing, we got to focus on uh, eating the right foods and avoiding the wrong foods. And that all starts in the gut. So what, what would be some of those, um, if you had to pick a, you know, a handful of basic foundational foods that, that are really important to, to eat. Yeah, I would say number one, uh, we want to look at fermented foods. Um, so fermented foods are foods that have been fermented and have a really high um, probiotic count. So like good, happy bacteria. And that's foods like uh, the most easiest and the most recognizable that people probably know, sauerkraut. That's a, like really, really good one. Miso is a good one. Kimchi is another one. Now, now uh, does, the sa does, the sour, does the sauerkraut count if you eat it on a big ass sausage? <laughs> probably yes, not a good does, idea though, right? <laughs> as long as there's no bun on that sausage. Or oh, okay. Very, that's very, okay. Very, Makes very, sense. So not the bread. And I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you. I think you said uh, sourdough yeah. bread. Is uh, that sourdough bread has some really? fermentation as well. Apple cider vinegar. Um, any of those foods that are going to increase the, uh, the happy probiotics in your gut are going to make a huge difference. And so I tell people, especially in like, if they're new, you know, they got a couple weeks of sobriety under their belts or they, you know, they've just come out of treatment or something like that. Um, fermented foods are going to be one of the biggest things that you want to have. And it's not something that needs to take up a lot of your day. A scoop or two, a sa uh, sauerkraut, like a day 
is more than enough to, to keep your, your gut healthy. Um, and then also, even though it's not a fermented food, another one that I preach a lot is bone broth. Oh, yeah. And the reason why bone broth is so helpful, not just in sobriety, but just for good health in general, is because of the high protein, because of the collagen, because of the gelatin, all that kind of stuff, incredibly healing and replenishing for the body, filled with tons of amino acids and all the kind of stuff that it's just going to help with that stress and the inflammation that the body's been dealing with for so long and really help to, to start create some heating specifically um, in the gut. My uh, my lady had me take a shot of apple cider vinegar, some solution. Oh man, that thing was brutal, bro. It's not good. It was not good at all. I was I gagged. I gagged. No, I'm used to it now. I could actually drink it straight up. But it's really? really one of the things I recommend to people, and it's one of the easiest things that you can do, um, is uh, to take a little bit before or after you have a meal. And the mm. reason why I say that is because um, alcohol, in particular, lowers your stomach acid. And when you have uh, lowered stomach acid, then you have problem digesting your food. And if you have problem digesting your food, then you're not absorbing those minerals and those nutrients the same way. So if you find that low stomach acid is an issue, and usually the way that you know that is because you have um, acid reflux, heartburn, uh, oh, esophageal burning, like any of those sort of things, um, that's a good way to tell, especially if you have um, undigested food in your stool. That's another way to tell if you're not breaking down your food properly. So uh, a teaspoon, uh, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in uh, a glass of water is a really easy way to help with that. And also you avoid the the, the taste that can be pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty sharp, pretty strong. It, it was definitely strong. I can't remember if she had me do it. I think I was getting sick when she had me do it, I want to say. Um, it wasn't too long ago, but yeah, the taste was not good. But what you're saying is, um, number one, you can get over the taste, obviously, like anything, the more you probably acquire it, the more you do yeah. it. But so if I'm, let's just say, for example, I eat dinner and I have a steak and some broccoli and, I, you know, help. regardless if it's a digestion thing or not, it's still good to maybe take a shot of that. Uh, apple cider vinegar to help that digestion for the uh, for the night and then for when you got to use the, the bathroom maybe the next morning or the next day or whatever. yeah for sure absolutely yeah. yeah i mean it's always a it's always a good idea um just to help help your digestion out help break things down yeah. a little bit more so so, so let's uh let's kind of connect some of this um well is there any more let's before before we move on i was going to start talking a little bit about the physical stuff and trying to get your take mm -hmm. on that crossfit just general weightlifting conditioning mm -hmm. that kind of stuff um, mm -hmm. is there anything else on the food or health aspect from that component, like our, our diet that, um, that you think it's important that we could hit on? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that I like to talk about a lot, and if people follow me on Twitter, they're probably like, oh man, here he goes again. But, um, what's your, what's your Twitter big, real one quick, of the biggest things that, again, that I like to talk about this, this gut brain connection and why it's so important in particular is for pause post-acute withdrawal syndrome. So whenever I get an opportunity to talk about this, I always like to do that because this is one of the biggest issues that people have and they don't even really know about it. Uh, it's unfortunately something that's not discussed a lot um, in recovery or sobriety. And so in a nutshell, uh, what's happening is, you know, alcohol, drugs, they fill up your receptor sites in your brain and they cause uh, your neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin, GABA, whatnot to be, dis to be dysregulated. And so when you remove the drugs and alcohol, now you're getting sober, whatever your brain's like, oh, great. Now I have an opportunity now to try to start to rebalance things and heal myself again. Yeah. And as it attempts to do that, you have these really wild mood swings. And that's what post-acute withdrawal syndrome is. Mm. And so most people will relapse during this, this window because it's just really difficult. And there's not a whole lot that you can do because it's very individualized, like, it depends on how long you were addicted for, 
what the level of your addiction was, and then kind of what your base level neurochemistry was in the first place. Maybe you're the type of person that you had naturally low dopamine anyway, um, which is going to compound the issue. So really, that it's really important to understand what that is because almost everybody's going to go through it. And one of the things that you can do to help yourself is to eat a lot of quality protein and make sure that your that your diet is really tight on that because sugar is going to aggravate those symptoms and make it worse. Sugar and processed food is going to aggravate it and make it worse. And protein, good quality protein is going to help. Um, it's not going to help 100%, but it's going to help in the fact that protein gets broken down into amino acids and amino acids are what turn uh, or get converted into neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin and GABA. So it's just going to help. It's going to give you a nice little push to sort of help your brain regulate those things. And then, you know, dealing with, uh, with that stress in a positive way, whether like a mindfulness or a meditation approach or something where you're not letting it, you know, overtake your life. Um, that aspect is going to be really, really huge for people. So I always like to talk That's about good. the fact that protein and brain health go hand in hand especially if you're dealing with post-acute withdrawal syndrome, if you're getting those crazy dreams and, uh, you know, this wild mood swings, watching your diet, avoiding sugar, make sure you're eating quality protein, two really big things that can help you weather that storm. Is, so is there a general uh, time frame for, for pause post-acute withdrawal syndrome that people see? Is it, are you able to put um, a timeline on or is it, it's probably different I, for everybody, but. A timeline in terms of when it starts or when it ends. Yeah, of, of when, if, if someone was out there and they're new, you know, maybe they're, they're just in their first 30 days, 60, 90 or, or whenever, mm -hmm. um, is there like a general time frame that they can expect that or look out for it or. It's hard to say uh, when it's going to show up. It'll probably show up, you know, anywhere within, you know, a couple of weeks to like a month or two probably, but when it could end um, again, it's very individual to the person and how much damage you've done to yourself. So it could be a couple of weeks. I, I've heard it could be a couple months. It may even last as long as a year. It wow. really, really depends. I think on average though, probably like, you know, a month or two or yeah. so is probably probably about average you know um i don't think it's common to you know be dealing with such emotional distress for like six months or longer yeah, although yeah. that can happen to some people so even if somebody was you know let's just say they're just learning about this right now as you're talking about it one one great way what you're saying to counter that and to help is to really have a high protein diet have a healthy whole food type of diet use some of Absolutely. the supplements we're talking yeah. about apple cider vinegar sauerkraut um, yeah. and, and this is stuff that you all work with all your clients in on a regular Absolutely. basis anyway. Yeah. So, um, one, one thing you mentioned in there too was sugar. So I'd love to hit yeah. on sugar a little bit. I know, um, I've, I've said it, I feel like a broken record. Sugar is an issue for, for yeah. me. It's an issue for yeah. a lot of people. I see a lot yeah. of people, especially early in recovery. Um, they're supplementing that alcohol or whatever with some sort of sugar, candy, um, cupcakes, mm -hmm. whatever the heck it is. What's your take on that? How can we kind of combat that? Is, is there a good amount of sugar that we can eat? That's okay. Yeah, I, it is a tricky one because, um, avoiding sugar is going to be one of the best things that anyone can do for their recovery and their sobriety. At the same time, understand that wanting sugar is probably like one of the top things that people want to do in their recovery <laughs> sobriety. Yeah. So it's like a real catch 22 because it's going to be the best thing for you. But at the same time, you probably want it. You're craving it like more than anything else. Yeah. And of course, there's reasons for that. It's just because alcohol keeps your body in, in you know, high blood sugar kind of state. So when you get into these low blood sugar dips, once the alcohol is removed, 
then you're going to start craving, you know, sugary foods or yeah. like processed foods that have a lot of like, you know, greasy food and, and uh, French fries, oils, and sugar and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah. There, right. So it makes perfect sense why somebody would want to eat those. Um, but you're not doing yourself any favors, unfortunately. And that's, that's what I try to tell people is like, you know, when people are like, Oh, you deserve it. Eat that, eat that cake or, you know, <laughs> mound out that chocolate bar or whatever. I under, I, I get it. Um, and you know, every once in a while, I'm not going to say everyone's well, I don't do that. Cause of course yeah. I do too. I'm a human being. I want a donut every once in a while. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> See, look, man, you got, I'm talking about donuts here. I go, I need a good maple bar right now. That yeah. sounds great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but the less you can do that, the better, the better it's going to be. Um, just because uh, the, it, sugar is just one of the, the one of the worst things, and it's probably the cause of the majority of the issues that people face, uh, health issues that people face in long-term drinking, like fatty liver disease, low blood sugar, uh, the brain health, the poor digestion, uh, you know, uh, obesity, type two diabetes, uh, high systemic inflammation, all these things. It's all yeah. sugar-related stuff. These are things that people who don't even drink are facing who are eating poor diets right so if you're drinking and you have a poor diet it's like you compound you compound the issue like yeah. significantly so it's, it's so funny when you were you were saying every once in a while you know and for some reason i was thinking about like a like a, a carnival or a fair like here in vacaville we have fiesta days every year or we have the creek walk which is downtown vacaville and they they have bands that come out and play and they got all kinds of like food you know food trucks and all and dude I can't tell you like how many times it's like, no, they got, of course they got beer gardens and all that going on. I stay the hell away from that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my butt <laughs> is down in the food. I'm getting a corn dog. I'm getting a tri-tip sandwich. We're getting the cotton candy, the ice cream, just doing it up. You know what I mean? And then you feel like yeah. dog shit afterwards. And yeah. <laughs> it's funny how there's that same correlation. Um, to drinking at the same time. Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to have one beer. I'm going to just go for it. You know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. not just going to smoke a little bit of weed. I'm going to smoke all of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same thing with the food <laughs> stuff, man. So there's a lot of wiring in our brains um, that is so, uh, so caught up in that no matter what substance it is. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And, you know, like I was saying, I, I, I've dealt with a lot of stuff and been able to, you know, work on myself in a lot of ways. If you were able to, if you offered me a drink, I can say no. If you yeah. handed me a joint, I'd be like, I'm okay. If you know what I mean, what, whatever it is. If you offered me a piece of pizza, I don't know if I'd say no. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, like, man. It's still that stuff like that. Killer. It's still like, man, yep. like, I want to smash that pizza. Like, give me that pizza right now. Dude, I could eat pizza and tacos every like, day. Yeah, I just oh, trade off pizza and tacos, you know, yeah. <laughs> that, maybe, maybe throw like an In-N-Out burger up in there too, man. I'll crush uh, yeah, a couple absolutely. of those. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard. It uh, is. Yeah, man, it is. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely with, with all the easy and especially like you, you have two kids or one kid, just, one, yeah. just one. So even anyone who has any kid knows whether it's one or multiple kids, you know that life gets busy sometimes and we're on the go. We got a lot of stuff going on. And so it's hard sometimes, like one of the things Jess does, um, and she's really good about even in our busyness is really making it a point to sit down with our family for dinner and like have yeah. a good dinner together. Not only because we tend to eat a lot healthier when we do that, but also for the the camaraderie of having family Absolutely. time and all that stuff. And I, and I think for me, that's such a important part of a family dynamic anyways, but especially in recovery, we really have that time where we can sit down, we can talk, we can have a good time, spend some time together, eat a good meal. There's something about that that I think really goes a long way. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. I agree. I agree completely. And, you know, when I was making that switch over to good and healthy, um, that was something that I really wanted to promote in there as well is to, 
you know, traditional foods is, you know, going back to a lot of things that we used to do that we don't do as much anymore. And one of those things is eating food together as a family. And I think that that's just like incredibly important and something that people need to be doing a lot more too. And and going back to those foods, like, um, you know, that really not even that far back in, in terms of generations, you could even look to like, what were your parents, what were your grandparents eating on a regular basis? You know what I mean? Just like liver healthy foods with like, you know, with, with, with a lot of fat and, and yeah. good quality protein and things like that. And, you know, they weren't eating stuff out of boxes and uh, mm. making these pre prepackaged meals. And so, I mean, all around, yeah, what you're saying is, you know, I think to go forward, we need to do a little bit of looking backwards and kind of take those good pieces with us. And, and I think yeah. eating as a family is definitely one of them. So, so let me ask you this and, you, and feel free to avoid the question completely or dive as deep as you want to go. I'm just curious, yep. um, how much of a link do you think, you mentioned box foods, processed foods, um, the list goes on with stuff in the air, the water, I mean, all these types of things that we're ingesting and breathing. How much of that link do you, do you think is there between the cancer rates just skyrocketing through the roof? Oh, I think it has a huge, massive uh, result on, on yeah. those cancer rates for sure. Huge, huge. I mean, I'm a m- massive proponent on like chemical free living. And that was mm. something that I don't really talk about a lot in my in my work with clients, but something in my own personal life that I spent yeah. a lot of time on, even looking at uh, grooming products. That was like a huge mm. thing for me, like deodorants and lotions and, and hair stuff and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh you know, the amount of chemicals and, and solvents and artificial dyes and all these things that get put in there that can be potentially carcinogenic to our systems, um, you know, and removing those things and buying a water filter and, you know, all these sorts of stuff. I just think it's like living that way is important. Some people may look at it as extreme, but for me, it's like definitely the way to go. And it just to reduce you know, these things don't like, they don't cause cancer, like putting sun lotion on is not going to cause cancer in one day. But over time, it's it compounds and these small little things all together, it's like death by a 1000 cuts, right. And that's that's what people need to to figure it's not that, you know, these one little thing is going to make all the difference. It's all the little things that make all the difference. Yeah, it's still it's it's great, great point, sir. I couldn't agree with you more on on uh, on all of that. And um, it, I, I switched deodorants recently, right? I've, I've tried, tried a couple out, man. I, I bought one, this little deodorant stick was like $14. I can't remember the name of it now. It's like in a teal, it's a little roll on thing, but man, it worked great. It didn't make me itch. It was all natural. Yeah. It had, you know, and then I, and then I moved down. I think I went to this one. Uh, I think it's uh, Schmidt. It's like a, yeah. um, uh, uh, Schmitz, yeah, I like them. Yeah, it's it's a black I'm a charcoal. It's like a charcoal base, all natural, whatever, and it works pretty yeah. dang good too. But mm-hmm. the only reason I'm bringing this up is because you sit there and you look in the aisle at this stuff, like whether it's uh, your your shampoo, your soap, mm-hmm. your deodorant, whatever, and all of the stuff that's got all the chemicals and nasty shit in it, it's like mm-hmm. two bucks, and the other stuff is like <laughs> sixteen for the. So man, so you really it it's it's a it's an investment at the same time into, and I'm not saying by any means I am Mr. I am not one bit, but at least I'm a little more aware and I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious of it uh, and and still make it fit into our budget at the same time. It's tough sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, You know, but I guess you just got to weigh the pros and cons and how, you know, important is your health to you. Right. And and for me, I think, if you've ever gone through a situation where your health is seriously deteriorated, you will never take it for granted ever again. You know, and, and I, I had that issue, you know, I think I talked about that last time I was on here with, um, in particular, it was, um, it was actually long after I had 
stop using drugs and it didn't have anything to do with, with drugs or alcohol. I was just um, eating really shitty. I was yeah. long before I was became a nutritionist or anything. I was just eating crappy food. I was eating a lot of food when I was out and uh, I was getting, I was gaining weight, getting a lot of weight and yeah. I, I had all these health issues, I had skin issues. I was throwing up. I had like yeah. chest pains and all this stuff. And no, no doctor could tell me what was wrong for close to a year. They just kept referring me to different doctors. Not a single doctor could tell me what was wrong. So I got rushed to the hospital and had emergency surgery on my gallbladder. My gallbladder was completely shredded. It was poisoning my liver. I had like all this kind of stuff. Wow. So the issue with that and then the surgery and the recovery after that was really some of the most brutal times I've ever had <clears throat> that I will never ever again in my life ever take my health for granted and i think anybody who's gone through a situation like that you will happily pay you know 14 dollars for deodorant <laughs> if you think that that's, that's going to make a difference point. you know what i mean no totally yeah. i mean just even just even a general sickness like we were all sick over the holidays and into <clears throat> the new year which was i you know i had had this i talked about this when jess was on a couple couple weeks ago uh and I had had these, you know, these plans and expectations going to the new year, you know, I was ready to go. And then all of a sudden, boom, I got sick and I don't get sick a lot. And it was so, it was so, like the physical thing is one thing, but then like the mind, what it does to the mind, like I start getting depressed down on myself because like, I can't do what I was supposed to do for work and take care. Yeah. And man, yeah, that's such a good point. Like you don't really realize it until you're down and out for a minute and you're like, wow, my health, especially we're getting older. We're definitely not getting any younger. You know what I mean? Yeah. We gotta, yeah. we gotta make sure just cause we're not drinking and, and doing drugs anymore. Thank God for that. But we're still yeah. staying on point and doing, you know, trying our best at least to make some of those conscious decisions and, uh, and be a little bit better for sure. Um, so let's uh, let's let's kind of talk about this physical stuff too, because we we hit on uh, some of the brain stuff and and some of the nutrition diet. Um, you you had mentioned kind of when we first started that the physical and the uh, and the mental, the diet, they they all kind of go together. What's your take on on uh, on exercise? Um, one of the things I love to do, I love to just take a walk in the morning with my dog. Walking it's just so simple. Yeah. Like I can kind of get in my mode and just say, "There's a tree right there. I'm taking yeah. a step and just kind of pet. I'm yeah. petting." the dog right now you know that's a huge thing for me what, what do you what do you do what do you like to recommend what's your thoughts yeah um well be first off i agree 100 percent. if there's anything i ever recommend to anybody it's walking mm. uh all the time it's uh one of the best things that you can do it's so highly underrated and if you are physically unwell in whatever way and you know your addiction has been really really hard on, on your body physically and you just like the thought of going to the gym and you know, doing some squats or something, that's just not going to happen. Um, just go for walks. Just start really slow and go for a walk around your block, do a 15, 20 minute walk. If you can, if you can keep that consistent every day, like you will see the benefits of that, you know? And I always say um, to my parents are getting close to their seventies. And for most of my life, they've been huge walkers and they'll go for these three, four, five, six hour, you know, seven hour long walks. Wow. And they're in incredible health. They don't go to the gym. They don't, you know, they don't lift weights or anything like that. And I, I credit just simply walking walk. to be like a huge bonus in the, in their lives for sure. And and then again, like you mentioned, walking in um, in greenery. Tons of studies uh, that show that walking in nature and, and the positive benefits that that creates for your body and lowers inflammation and lowers stress and all that kind of stuff. And that mindfulness component, like you were talking about, it's totally underrated and it's something that. Uh, I would encourage everybody to incorporate into their lives for sure. Uh, that's probably why I, you know, I, I grew up backpacking and I, mm. I, that's just one of my favorite things to do, man. It's just to get out in the trees by a lake, yeah. 
Um, and, and there's a, there's definitely a spiritual connection that you can find when you open up to that. Mm -hmm. Um, so what about if we kind of dive in a little bit further, uh, whether it's lifting, um, cardio, CrossFit, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, what is your take on some of them? If, if some, someone, uh, either is kind of, you know, starting out or maybe they're already into it or they're thinking about it. Uh, what's your take on that as far as the recovery aspect is? Concerned? Yeah, I think it's absolutely great. Uh, I'm not a fitness trainer by any means. Sure. Uh, I'm still learning a lot about fitness myself and, and working on my body and all that and, and been learning so much. And it's been really great. One of the things that I've enjoyed a lot is resistance training this year, which has been um, just awesome. It's the first time that I've really been able to just stay really lean and then put on some muscle. And, um, so just really enjoying lifting weights. Um, if that's something that, you know, it really just depends on the person's mobility and what they can do. Um, but lifting weights, I always, uh, highly encourage that high intensity exercises are also really good for the brain as well. And so that's anything like, uh, running on a treadmill on a bike, uh, rowing, uh, you can do that on a machine. You can do that just in real life too. But the whole point is just to like do high intensity. So you're really, yeah. really intense and then you're not, and then you're really, really intense, and then you're not, and it gives your heart rate like a really, really big workout, and you do like a ton of sweating, and but your your whole body is just so alive, and your yeah. brain in particular after that. Great, great exercise, and then probably one of the best, and unfortunately, I don't do it. I've done it at some points in my life, but I really want to incorporate it more, uh, is yoga. Mm. Uh, all of the research and the studies that I've seen on yoga in terms of healing the body and in particular the brain around these neurochemicals and, uh, the loss of gray matter in the brain, all this stuff, yoga is like, yeah, incredible, incredible exercise to incorporate in. I love that you said too, like after that hard, intense workout, I, 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 uh, I hit the gym this morning and when we were done, uh, it was, it was intense, man. I was sweating like crazy and my, my blood was going the, I, I was on this natural high and my mm. boy, my boy Mirage just finished up around the same time. And, and he came over and, and we were both just going at it. Just super positive. But like, and I, and I realized it about halfway through the conversation, I go, man, we're both high as shit right now, but it's like yeah, this yeah. natural, just, <laughs> we just, you just feel so good. And like, it's such, it's such a confidence booster. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think, I think you said you feel alive, man. And I can't, I, I can't describe it other than that. Yeah, you do. You feel alive no matter what I'm going through in that moment. If it's a bad day, whatever, if I get out get the blood flowing and get like that really helps to counter some of those negative thoughts or feelings or anything going on so i mean i I know it's something that's crucial to my recovery yeah hugely i mean i'm linking studies all the time about how you know exercise helps with anxiety and depression you know even an hour of exercise uh, can can boost somebody's mood so and this doesn't have to be like you know elite level exercise yeah. either like what basically whatever makes you get into that state of being tired and you like you worked your body everybody's got different levels as long as you yeah. get yourself to that point then you've done you know your good workout for the day and uh and you're gonna be feeling good yeah, yeah that's good man Oh man, dude. What, what about fellowship, dude? Such an important topic too. I know your recovery program, um, is your own. And I always, I always say that too, just before we even go on, I always want to say this to those out there listening, like 
there's all kinds of resources and programs and different things like do what works for you. It doesn't mean don't take advice and don't listen to people and try to think that you have all the answers. I know I definitely don't. Um, mm -hmm. But we all kind of have to figure out what works for us. And we do that by putting in the work and showing up and some things do work and some things don't. My recovery program is different than Chris's and vice versa. And it's going to be different than a lot of other people's out there. A lot of us have the same foundations. What have you kind of found with the fellowship aspect of that in community? Um, I know I was looking at one of your posts on Instagram. What's your Instagram, by the way, real quick, just so those out there can find uh, it's, it. Uh, it's good and healthy, but good underscore N underscore healthy. Good okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. And I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes in case anyone wants to holler at you and, and your Twitter yeah. as well, too. But yeah, um, Twitter is just my name, Chris underscore Bavakwa. So it's easy. To okay. Find. And Bavakwa, not Bevwakwa, like the asshole yeah. <laughs> that I am and shredded it. Okay, cool. Um, but you, you mentioned in a post about something about the human connection. And that's kind of why I brought up this this fellowship thing. There's kind of if we're if we're talking about a, a, a 12 step per se, my sponsor and I were talking mm -hmm. about this, how there's kind of two parts to it. You got the work part work and step work, for instance, whatever program it is. And then you have mm -hmm. the fellowship part of it. And if it's really difficult, at least for me, and I've heard from a lot of other people to have one without the other, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. If, if you're a 12 step person, that's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I am. So that's, I'm speaking from yeah. my experience. Um, what's your take on, on, on the fellowship part of that and, and just having community being surrounded by good people who are bringing you up, have been through oh, some yeah. of the same stuff. Yeah, absolutely huge for sure. Like I myself, I, I never went through AA, so I can't speak to it directly. Um, and, you know, everybody's got their, you know, the, the pros and cons about 12 step and AA sure. and all that kind of stuff. And, but like you said, I, I keep an open minded approach and it doesn't matter what I think it matters what works for you. Right. And that's, that's really good. the biggest thing that if that, if, if AA is what works for you, then AA works for you. And that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, the fellowship aspect is huge. And I always encourage people, um, you know, I've had people say, ah, you know, I go to AA and, and it's okay, but maybe some of the thinking is dogmatic and, and whatnot. And I'm like, well, you know what, if, if, if you're confident in, in what you feel and you're okay about, you know, directing your own life in, in whatever way that you want, it's that fellowship aspect that's really, really huge. It's one of the key components yeah. to sobriety and recovery. Uh, recovery. We can't do this um, by ourselves. Some, some people are capable of it, um, but, you know, a lot of us are going to be good by having some sort of group around us. And whether that's a 12-step group or not doesn't really make any difference, but there, social connection is a huge, huge piece of the puzzle. And, if anybody's interested um, more about that, highly recommend reading this book, Lost Connections by Johan Hari. Um, it is such an awesome book. And he the whole book is about that. He delves into um, not so much uh, drug use like his last book, but he dives into social anxiety and depression and, and, the, and why these issues are skyrocketing in our modern day society and how social connection is really one of the biggest factors in helping people through that. We're just also isolated. Oh yeah. That's a big one. The isolation, you know, yeah. I mean, alcohol did that to me really bad towards the end. Just isolate. I couldn't go out anywhere. didn't, didn't want to mm -hmm. go out anywhere. Didn't know, didn't even know who the heck I was. The Johan Hari one, I saw the TEDx talk he did about, and he explained rat park in that, I think at some point. Yes. Yeah. Rat that's, park. Very interesting study. Yeah, it is. And you know what? I'm going to take a note of that and I'll put that in the show notes too. Uh, I'll put the book in there and I'll put the rat park. Uh, I don't remember what the exact title was, but that's a great talk on that human connection aspect in the mm -hmm. fellowship. They 
did an experiment, put a bunch of rats in a cage with heroin laced water. And then without, or, or two rats, I think in a cage with heroin laced water, they got addicted and then they put it a whole park of rats in there without it. And they didn't get addicted. So I'm, I'm probably doing a, a crappy job of explaining it and you can, yeah, do it no, no. I'll put yeah, the link pretty, in there anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're pretty much right on. I mean, yeah. the gist of the, of the study and why it was so important was when those rats were isolated and they became addicted to the heroin or the methadone water or whatever it was, um, they assumed that they would remain that way. But what happened was when they got reintroduced to the park again with all their rat buddies and all the rat fun stuff that they like to do, none of them wanted to drink that methadone water anymore. Yeah. And so that was just, you know, showing the, that really our environment is a lot more important than some people think it yeah. is when it comes to addiction. They just sat around and procreated all day. From, Probably. <laughs> I think he said that. I think he did. He mentioned that. They were just like living it up. All right. Yeah. You know, but hey, they weren't they weren't addicted. So, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah that's funny. For sure. Man. But, yes, yeah, uh, like you're saying, uh, social connection is really appearing to be one of the biggest factors in, in healing people from, from addiction. I think even just generally, just from the general isolation that people feel. I mean, I don't know if you've heard about that deaths of despair uh, read any articles or, or research on that lately, but that's what they're kind of calling it deaths of despair, which is sort of a catch all for like suicide addiction um, and uh, you know, loneliness and, and depression and all these kind of things um, have, have skyrocketed. Yeah. And it's because people feel really, really lonely and isolated. And when you feel lonely, you feel depressed and depression can bring on addictive behavior and you've got all these things happening. And, you know, we have an epidemic of people, uh, committing suicide or, or around this and it's just really unfortunate that it has to be that way that we all feel so alone and and, yeah. and pained and uh, you know that just it just makes me really sad that yeah. you know a lot of us are suffering in that way yeah totally man i i uh, i agree man it is pretty dang sad and it's tough uh when you actually think about the large numbers of of people that are actively going through that because you do feel for them and the good news is is that People are talking about it now. So, I mean, that's that's one, you know, good thing. At the same time, um, yeah. there's still plenty of people out there struggling. And, uh, you know, hey, that's yeah. why we do what we do, right? I mean, I, yeah. I know that's my number yeah, one thing. for sure. To, and that kind of ties back to, um, you know, like if, if you feel like AA can help and, and a fellowship like that can help, then, you know, please seek that out. And, of course, there's other things like smart recovery. There's like refuge recovery, which is the Buddhist-based one. Mm -hmm. um, and then even things like in, in my city, I, I met some really cool people off social media here, and we decided to put on a sober meetup. Oh, nice. And so we just went to meetup.com created a page we had no real intention or plan or really doing anything we just threw it out there and you know i think we're we did that in november climbing up to like 100 members on the really? meetup page right now and we're meeting once a month and and every month i'm meeting these people um you know some people been in aa some people haven't some people been sober for years some have been sober for a couple of weeks it's been really really interesting to just meet these people and connect them and, and you're just having coffee we're just hanging out at the whole foods having coffee just <laughs> casual conversations yeah. you know what i mean we're not talking about our stories or going through you know steps or or doing anything just that we're just kind of hanging out and um you know you can see people's eyes light up sometimes when you, when you re recommend a book or something they haven't heard of before and it's just really cool to to yeah. connect in that way and so there's lots of things that people can do and if you don't think that your city has something available go to meetup.com and just start it and a hundred boxes you're going to have a 10 20 30 people they're going to sign up right away and you're going to start building community in your neighborhood yeah. in your city and i think everybody should do that
That's great, dude. That's that's uh, I've, I've never really looked on meetups.com before myself. I'm gonna have to just check it out out of curiosity now, too. And I think, uh, when you're saying that, I got this this vision of, of the Whole Foods and a big group of people laughing and having a good time, and yeah. like <laughs> it, it just brought me back to that moment where I realized that, like, wow, I can actually have fun and be sober. Like I can have, and, and, and there was this inclination, this little piece of me that I found in that moment. And I still remember it till this day where I, where I, I realized I was, it was not so much about me being sober. I mean, it was, but I was learning who I was as a person. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this is Shane. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting myself back a little bit now. You know what I mean? And, it, yeah, and it's been yeah. a long process and I got a long way to go still too. But it's so amazing when you experience that you're like, holy shit. Like I don't need that stuff to have a good mm -hmm. time. Like I can meet somebody without anxiety and I don't need to mess with all that stuff. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, just putting, just putting the work in and showing up and putting yourself out there. Although it's tough at, in the beginning, man, it's, it's crazy how, how much that helps. For sure. Absolutely. And it's all those little tiny wins like that, that start adding up to big things, right? Mm. When you're like, wow, I had a good time tonight and I didn't have a single drink or I yeah. didn't smoke a joint or, or whatever. And then that just gives you that confidence to keep doing it over yeah. and over again. So I know that, um, I know you do some coaching. I know, um, I think you just relaunched a course that you had put together. That's really focused around diet and helping people get their diet, their brain health, um, all that stuff in order. Tell us a little bit about that, man. I'm interested on, on how that's going sure. and what it looks like. Yeah. The, um, so the good and healthy, uh, sobriety program is like an online self-directed program, uh, for people who, you know, who maybe they don't have the time. Uh, through because of their work or their, or their parenting or, or whatever situation that they're in to <clears throat> to sit down and do some real um, you know substantial coaching and so this is just a self-directed course that is basically very very simple the uh, it's on teachable so it's done it's all in like a video format and I, I walk you through all these steps and and the main focus of the program is to heal your body and your brain from the damage of alcohol abuse. Mm -hmm. And so first part of the program, we look at some of the main causes I was talking about. We look at diabetes, we look at post-acute withdrawal syndrome, we look at fatty liver disease, we look at all these issues and how they developed and why they developed and, and, and so on. And then the second half, we look at how can we heal all of these issues with food, exercise, self uh, stress management, and you know, learning how to build positive self-talk with yourself. And um, yeah, that, that's the gist of the program. It's uh, really everything I've learned over this, you know, 15 years of, of healing from, from different things, from addictions to my gallbladder to whatever. I know I use, I was a, you know, a guinea pig. Uh, I self-experimented with every single supplement and herb and whatever you can think of out there. And so this is, this is just a distillation of all those years down into just three hours of some of the most, you know, quality information to help you get a, some focus and direction on how to heal yourself. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And, um, yeah. Oh, and, and, and then with the coaching, uh, it's kind of essentially the same thing, except that we just do that in person. So the coaching can happen, um, usually by phone or, or by video and we chat for an hour. I want to know everything about you and, and all of your goals and, and what you've been dealing with. And, um, you know, once we have a big talk about that and we talk about, you know, your stress levels, we talk about what you're eating, we're talking about your fitness levels and all this kind of stuff, um, you know, that comes with, and same with the program, comes with the Good and Healthy uh, healthy Recipe Booklet, which has got like a ton of meals in there that I've sourced out, uh, my meal plans, which are, uh, you know, vegetarian, uh, omnivore to carnivore, and a whole bunch of nutritional guides. So you get all of this help 
to get you going. And then the thing that I do for you, it takes me anywhere from three to four days to put together. It's just a big document. I call this your master action plan. And every single thing that's focused in there that for you that you want to work on, and I'll give you recommendations on, you know, the best exercises and the best uh, meditation techniques and, and what foods to eat and what foods to avoid, all depending nice. specifically on the goals that you want to focus on. So it's totally personalized, tailor-made, just for the individual. And um, yeah, I've been working with people in that way in the last few months and it's been awesome. It's been really great just meeting people from all over the world and, uh, and helping them with these problems. And, and so far the, po- the response has been really positive. So I'm really happy with it. Yeah, good for you, man. And, and congrats on uh, on putting all that together. I know there's a ton of work that goes into it and research. You you were I know you worked on it for a couple of years with the research. Yeah, and yeah. The, and the, the, and the program, I did research on that program, I'd say for at least a good, you know, like two and a half years, probably. Yeah. I wanted it to be the science of it to be as solid as possible because I know you know people can be skeptics and that's good to be a skeptic you should have critical thinking um you know if I just come along and tell you that meditation is great you know don't take my word for it I'm going to give you 20 studies that show you why it is right and so uh yeah backed by science that's why I say good and healthy science-based sobriety um everything I do is is backed by science and research so all right, so I got one selfish question for you. So I, I like to work out hard as hard as I can at my thirty-eight year old body, right? Yeah. And uh, um, some some days are long. Um, what is what would be a, you mentioned that that uh, that cookbook, a recipe book? What would be a good solid meal for for a man who likes to work out hard? Maybe he wants a good steak for dinner. What yeah. what complements that steak well for digestive purposes? Just for protein, all that kind of stuff. Sure. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, if you may have seen online or not, the whole carnivore diet yeah. thing has taken off, you know, people eat nothing but meat and, you know, have really great results from that. And so that's something that, you know, people can do. You could just eat a big steak if you want it after your workout and you'd probably be okay. Um, but I always find like a good, a good quality protein with some good fats is a good meal. So if you said it could be a steak, it could be uh could be ground beef. Maybe you're making uh, burger patties or mm-hmm. meatloaf or like something like that, or maybe you're slow roasting a, a, a uh, roast beef or something yeah. um s- uh, seafood i find is great salmon halibut that kind of stuff because not only are you getting the protein but you're getting like really great uh omega-3s as well um and then you know i, I like low carb myself that works for my body i think people should sort of see what works best for them but i think overall like a reduction in carbs can help and the confusing part I think for people is, um, so you have naturally occurring carbs that are coming in like uh, fruit and vegetables and, and things like that. That's, that's not really the, the part that I think when people are saying avoid carbs, it's not what they're talking about. What they're talking about really is refined carbohydrates, which is like anything made with white flour. So that's what I tell people just to avoid those things. So baked goods in particular, right? Bagels, cookies, pizza, uh, muffins, all that kind of stuff. All the good stuff. <laughs> all the good stuff. Um, well, the good <laughs> stuff going down, but it makes you feel like dog crap afterwards. So. Yeah, that's yeah. the stuff that you want to that you want to avoid. So yeah, as long you know if you ate an, a good steak with maybe uh maybe you had some like some nice uh, cheese, maybe some feta cheese cubes there on the side or something like that with like a little scoop of uh, sauerkraut or something like that to help yeah. the digestion go down. That would be something that I Dude, would this- eat. The sour, the sauerkraut is so new to me. I've never heard that. That's the first time I've heard that. And so I, and I've never been a fan of it. Like if I, if I say I go to a baseball game and I get a hot Mm -hmm. dog, I've never really put sauerkraut. I'm going to have to try it out now though, just to try, you know how you get older too. Sometimes Mm -hmm. your taste buds change and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And it's, um, you know, in, uh, in my meal plans, I have a recipe for it. It's actually really easy to make. It's just made with cabbage. You just got to like squeeze the water of it and kind of leave it to to ferment for a little while. And, and that's how you build a good, good probiotics so it's really easy to make 
Um, but when you're buying in the store, just the only thing I tell people is just make sure that you're getting it um, like a good quality one. Like you don't want to actually buy the sauerkraut like in the hot dog aisle, like the Bix <laughs> sauerkraut or whatever. Like look for like a, you know, yeah. there's like a healthy organic section or something like that. Yeah. Look for that one. Like and, and a lot of people are, are fermenting lots of different things. So you can get just plain sauerkraut, which is just the cabbage. And then people are doing stuff with like, you know, adding in like different vegetables and adding turmeric into it and like stuff like that, which is just boosting like the health and digestive aspects right. of it even more. So yeah, people are getting crafty with it and there's a lot of different things out there to look for. But uh, definitely my, one of my top ones, just cause it's, it's uh, the flavors, you know, it, it's good and you don't need to eat a ton of it. Like I said, you could have a scoop, one or two scoops a day and, and that's yeah. good enough to feed your tummy. Maybe what I'll try to, I like to do like some of the, uh, like chicken sausages, like the natural ones and cut them up yeah. and put some, yeah. uh, put some, uh, Jess will put like little cherry tomatoes in there with some yeah. spinach and then maybe add a little sauerkraut on top of that or something. Maybe that's how I'll try it out. Okay. I'm, t I'm talking out loud now about my food, yeah. my food stuff. Now I'm getting <laughs> okay. me stoked. Yeah. Maybe a yeah. breakfast or something. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, eat, eat, eat that good quality protein and, uh, you know, make sure that you get your, your veggies too. And, yeah. um, you know, I mean, there's, there's some aspects of that, that I don't know if you want to go into that or not around like anti-nutrients that can be found in some vegetables that I think people should be aware of, especially vegetarians and vegans. Um, what, like an empty, but, basically like an empty vegetable, it's just not really doing much. Is that what you mean? Um, no, it's kind of more along the lines of, I, I won't take up too much time with it, but, uh, it's something interesting that people should look into, especially if you're vegetarian or vegan, you've never heard of it before. Look into, uh, things like phytic acid and oxalic acid in, um, vegetables in particular and the other things that are in found in like grains and legumes so the issue with this is that um all of these plants have their own defense systems right they're living creatures they don't want to be eaten so they have ways that they can stop us and insects and different things from eating the plant and so when you're consuming certain foods in particular say we'll say like spinach so spinach has a really really high oxalate count in it and what that means is that when you eat it, so if you were to look at, um, you know, if we were to Google spinach right now and look at the protein content and the fiber and the, and the minerals and all that kind of vitamins and all that kind of stuff in it, you know, you'd see, you know, 20% of this and whatever and all that, right? Well, when it actually gets into your system, that oxalic acid is preventing your digestive system from breaking it down. Mm. And so you're not actually absorbing a lot or any of those minerals and vitamins in the food or that protein content or that carb content or that fan content or whatever it is in there, you're not actually really getting it because the oxalic acid is preventing your body from really? absorbing wow. it. And from there, you can develop a lot of issues, in particular digestive ones. And so for people, some people, I'm not going to make vegans mad or anything, but some vegans, if you're not, if you're not watching your diet and you're eating a lot more sort of like packaged vegan foods rather than like making your own food and you're aware of these situations, um, that's when you can really run into vitamin and mineral deficiencies because you're actually not absorbing any of this, any of the food, the, 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 the good stuff in the food that you're eating. It's kind of just empty. There's not, you're not really getting a lot yeah. in there and over time that can create a lot of issues. So, um, if people do eat a lot of vegetables and grains and legumes in particular, I just tell them to, to look into that. And really, the things you, there's things that you can do. There's low oxalate foods that you can switch to that are better than some of the other ones. And then one of the things you can do is also just like soak and sprout your food too. Like if you're big with legumes and that's a big staple in your diet, just make sure you soak them and make sure you sprout them and get all that phytic acid out of there so that they're more easily digestible. So that's just something that people should 
should look into because it can be a real issue for some people. So. Yeah, no, that's that's great. If I've never heard anything about that before, so thank you for breaking that down. I don't even know that I've ever eaten a legume before, to be honest. But yeah, I, <laughs> I might have to try. Well, <laughs> I yeah, see them I mean, all the time, and I've, I know I know it's you know vegan and vegetarian. Yeah, definitely uh, well, legumes are just I just uh, it's just beans, yeah. right? Black beans, yeah. uh, beans, uh, navy beans, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, they can. Uh, that's where that digestive. That's where the whole gassing and bloating and the farts come from uh, yeah from that from that that phytic acid so the more you reduce that the less you have that issue <laughs> so basically that legumes like don't eat me fool i'm gonna make you fart i'm gonna make yeah. you fart fool that's my defense yeah, mechanism like, you don't, don't want to eat this son yeah, you don't want to mess with <laughs> that's me that's funny man yeah. <laughs> that's 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 crazy too how you said that like they you know because we think of a plant as a plant right like and and um, it's crazy to think that that plant is a living organism that has defense mechanisms that they don't want to be eaten. I don't want to be eaten. We don't, you know, we're just living. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to go down a rabbit hole on that. I could talk about that kind of crap, but that's just crazy stuff, man. Yeah, it's just like, if you want to go down a rabbit hole where man. this really blew my mind, I think it's, I think you can just watch it for free on YouTube. It's a uh -huh. documentary called the secret life of plants. Really? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> mind blowing. Well, I'm going yeah. to take a note of that. The secret life of plants all right yeah good stuff dude this is a great convo man I've, I've been looking forward to it uh all week because i knew we were going to get some good stuff out of it and uh mm -hmm. and it was great, great to catch up with you and stuff too where uh where can folks find you at if they want to uh follow you uh reach out to you get some more info on any of the work yeah, that you're doing sure um yeah so i'm on uh twitter and instagram i also have a website which is called goodandhealthynutrition.com so you can go and look there you can see what kind of different packages i offer uh as well as check out testimonials from my clients and make sure that i'm the real deal uh and then on instagram like i said i'm good and healthy uh good underscore n underscore healthy um and then on twitter it's just me chris babakwa chris underscore babakwa and you can find me there i'm spending a lot more time on twitter these days uh just finding it can talk with people a lot easier than i have been yeah. on instagram but i keep my instagram page relevant and you can find me on either so yeah good stuff bro thank you for coming on the podcast yeah. man sharon we'll do it again sometime soon absolutely shane thanks for having me man love talking to you Right on, man. Uh, so you can, uh, and I'll be sure to put all the links in uh, in the show notes for you guys out there listening. Be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Uh, you can hit us up on Instagram, at realthatsoberguy, uh, and on Twitter, at Shane Raymer. Uh, thanks to Promises, and uh, thank you to Clean Cause, to Humans, and thank you to all you guys for listening. Uh, keep your head up out there. Stay sober. Reach out if you need some help. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean. Say that I don't know anything about you